So welcome to the Confidence for Change podcast. Pauline Hardy here. I'm delighted you can join me for what I'm going to call a pivot podcast today. So I'm currently interested, can't wait to get my hands on a few people to interview who have made pivots in their lives and careers of all ages and at all stages. Uh, So by all means, if you're interested in speaking with me on the podcast or having a piece wrote for my blog, please do drop me an email um, at pauline at paulinehardy.com. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, We'd love for you to share your success. And in that process, you'll never know who you're inspiring um, and whose narrative or career story you may help create. So do please get in touch. So on that note, here is uh, someone I couldn't wait to interview, uh, my youngest Pivot podcast guest. I'm going to let this guy introduce himself uh, and you will pick up on why, uh, on who and why he is here with me and indeed why having him on here uh, fills me with great energy and excitement. So over to you. Let's go for it. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you are at in the present moment in your life and your career. So my name is Ian Harley. I'm a recent Trinity College graduate in nanoscience. I've just finished a summer internship working as a data analyst in the Aon Center of Innovation and Analytics. And next week, I'm starting a full-time position in Accenture as a consulting analyst. Brilliant. So can I ask you, Ian, as people are probably guessed now at this stage, uh, Ian is my son. And the purpose, I guess, behind this podcast uh, was to speak to him about his future career path and indeed a pivot that he has made um, into this career path following four years in college. Uh, he is somebody who calls out my bullshit, by the way. So he is, uh, you're probably calling out on this podcast maybe if I challenge him, but um, just in relation to choosing consulting analytics, if I'm correct, if that's the correct title, is it Ian? I don't want to get that wrong. I get called out on these things all the time. So what was the reason you choose consulting analytics over nanoscience as your career path? So effectively, what do you think enabled you to discover that that field of study just wasn't for you? Okay, so there's about three options I had and when leaving college then to go down the route for further education like a PhD. Uh, or to go into industry as like an engineering role or a quality control role in a pharma company perhaps or third one would have been to diversify and build a new range of skills so if I explore each of them a bit more I wasn't really interested in going down the BHD route because I felt sometimes you get a bit overqualified for your role there's not really the same amount of research and development roles in industry in Ireland as there may be in other countries like the US and Germany mm-hmm. um, I also felt that having done research internships and did finally a research product that I wasn't really motivated by by that sort of career path going into R&D. I didn't want to go fall into the whole publish or perish uh, culture that exists in research. Publish or perish? Publish or perish. What, like, what does that mean? It's basically postdocs and postgrad researchers working themselves to the bone to to get a paper published on their research and it has to be in a certain paper with a certain impact factor. And like I worked with guys who were working so many hours, you know, one guy I worked with 
would work like 9am to 1 9am <laughs> to 1am like nearly seven days a week like that culture of trying to be better than everyone else didn't really interest me i was a very although you would publish papers as a team sometimes a lot of the time you're an individual working by yourself and i prefer sort of working in teams so i wasn't really interested in that either so um, did that tell you something about what you valued on a personal and professional level i value work-life balance and working in a team and uh, being driven by the people you work with to also want to perform well so that your team succeeds you succeed together rather than just as an individual but like and I also value the work-life balance you know a lot of people can go into research and they never achieve the results they want because it's such a uh, an unpredictable field to be in you never know that's the nature of the game mm. but um going down that route and putting all your effort into it and never seeing the results can be a bit daunting for a, another person who's just graduated a degree to want to assign for at least four years of their life to that you know when like versus going out and getting a job and getting the experience versus the qualifications what are you going to value more so i felt that the experience in an actual industry role where it's more relevant to where you know companies are going in the future i value that more and also to work in different teams as well it was more interesting in that than going down the phd route so as your mother i'm going to challenge you no, because I'm going to call you call out something there <laughs> where you said that you're not into that competitive kind of um, area that you felt was in that uh, element of work in academia and research I suppose the pressure to get published as well and the pressure to discover something um, but I would say you know on a human level that and obviously knowing you in detail and you can correct me if i'm wrong that you are quite competitive but would you say you're just quite competitive with yourself and that's what drives you be competitive to an extent but i've always helped people when it comes to mm. whether it be exams in college or stuff i've always helped people out doing the notes and job today you want to feel valued you want to feel like yeah. i've been in worked in companies before where like just different jobs and you don't really see it feel a sense of value uh connection things just pass you by and there's no like not just me being the the only person who felt they didn't feel valued i could sense that a lot of people around me they would tell you they didn't feel valued and they're not really given exciting or challenging work so if you like i have that competitive nature because i suppose you want to push yourself to compete with other people to the extent that you're, oh, how can I put it? Um, they know if you can, if you're competitive and you reach a certain level where you're up there with the best, people will know, will see your value and they'll come to you. To, you'll feel valued and you'll feel more confident in your role because people will come to you to look for certain answers and you can give them answers. Then you'll feel more confident in your role and you'll, uh, I suppose, better be more satisfied in your job as a result that's how i felt in college anyway that if people actually valued what you the work you did and came to you for help you feel a bit more confident in what you're doing and feel a bit more valued as a result it kind of makes us feel humbled and grateful but it's not a matter of, yeah it's not a matter of being better than everyone else it's a matter of actually working hard so that you can feel that you can 
dis discuss things at a high level with other people who are experts in their industry, you know, not going in, not going into a role or a job or, you know, college courses I was in and not really putting your 100% into it because at the end of the day, like, you're, <laughs> you're doing that for most so, of it. So it's important for you to get recognition for your hard work but keep your head hard keep your head down in the process and let your work speak for yourself so yeah, let, let people yourself, yeah, yeah let people see the value in yeah. it and connect with it and that's important for you to learn in that way and to uh, uh biggest thing i suppose what i see with all people at all stages of their lives is having meaning and impact um i'm feeling like they're part of something not necessarily it doesn't have to be something big but actually to feel like they're actually making a contribution and people can actually connect with that and the value that we bring as humans first and foremost to our work um so how has that choice helped you reach more clarity as a person and what do you hope to achieve out of it i wouldn't say it's to create more clarity as a person i don't really know yet what i will be doing or where oops called out my bullshit on the question yeah, i will be working and all that that's interesting in that sense so it wasn't giving you clarity at all consulting uh consulting can be very diverse and that's why it's a bit exciting it's an uh, ambitious career move because while i was young i have all these technical skills and sciences like i could have gone for jobs and i got calls to interviews for sort of biomedical device companies and quite pharma companies down the country and working in engineering sort of roles but uh I, I already knew I want to sort of broaden my skill set, go and get, because looking at where things are going in the future with uh, sort of machine learning, big data analytics, um, those sort of, and, and obviously you can see the sort of Silicon Valley of Ireland now is the Grand Canal Dock area. Um, oh, interesting, these, Silicon Valley of Ireland. All these emerging tech before. companies and established tech companies, so. Because software is like where a lot of investment is being made in these companies now because it's a low, low cost com comparison to setting up sort of, uh, it's a low cost compared to other industries that I could have gone into like uh, pharma, developing a new drug, billions in costs, you know, or you go into software development where, you know, probably the biggest thing there is getting the right people. <laughs> uh, like the cost would be much lower and you can see that's where a lot of companies are investing in the future and machine learning big data and analytics seem to be where it's going and uh, i wanted to develop some of those skills because we didn't get the opportunity to do that in college so i knew if i went to a company like accenture which is uh, a, a track record of working with companies to bring in the latest technologies and uh, also that having sort of that business domain knowledge because they have so many different industry groups working in finance uh public sector um life sciences all these different industries so they also have the business knowledge to know what technologies to bring to the table for them um so why get, is so companies become sorry, more profitable and more effective why is opportunity important to you i hear you mention that word all the time opportunities the opportunity to develop the skills you constantly want to be developing your skills and keeping on top of the latest technology trends so you don't make yourself redundant <laughs> yeah. redundant that's a word i hate redundant it made me feel like i was never going to do anything to again it's like I, I know lads we've gone into grad grad interviews and 
they've had managers talk to them and the man, like it's it's fairly obvious the further you get away from like a, those technical roles and you go into management you don't have the time you're managing the people who have the technical skills then you don't you will have an appreciation of some technical skills but unless you keep on top of them you won't understand what your employees so are doing. So don't become I've, redundant, become abundant in skills. Yeah, you have to become learning. abundant in skills because I've seen lads coming out of college now going into interviews and the guys they're talking to haven't a clue about what, they're, what they've actually done in college because they haven't been keeping up to date on the latest technology and trends. And that's what you constantly have to do to appreciate the work your staff are doing and to appreciate that's where your business point. is going to have to go to succeed in the future. So like that's, that's, that's very obvious. Point. Can I bring you back to something here? Um, and do you remember what you said to me when I was made redundant? No, I don't <laughs> Do you remember you were actually reading a book called the, the rise, rise of the robots? Rise of robots. And you reminded me cause I wrote about this, that well, I was 39 at the time. I'm 42. That, um, the longer I was out of work, the longer, the the more the chances were that I wasn't going to gain employment again, which is the truth. That's the gain truth. employment in that industry. Again, in that yeah. industry, yeah. So that's why I made the choice yeah, to pivot say, to business. They say about six owner. months of real Obviously, with a realignment of value. Yeah, we're out of our industry about six months. It was just but you kind of, you kind, we kind of like. I'm not saying you kind of. Um, you didn't make me feel bad about it. Don't get me wrong. You were just calling out harsh truths, but you were kind of reminding me of how these robots might be able to do my job if I went back into the insurance industry. <laughs> if your job is very repeatable, like all these jobs which are involved a bit creativity and innovation, like a, a, a computer ain't going to have an imagination. So if you're creative and innovative and you constantly keep on top of the latest technology trends, or like a, like myself, a, a researcher in college, like it, it can't do what I, uh, my opinion is now. I know people would challenge me on it, but artificial intelligence, but like, it can't do anything it hasn't been programmed to do by a person. So if you can avoid repet doing repetitive tasks in your job just because it's the easy way out, if you push yourself to do things a bit more interesting, a bit more creative, uh, challenge creative yourself. Creative innovation. Yeah, that sort of stuff. Then Thinking outside the box. Like in terms of that book, you were talking about how a robot could do a job. I don't think see see it being able to do your job in that sense. Good but, point. Good point. Yeah. So I want to thank you for actually uh, calling that out at the time because it was probably a pivotal, pivotal moment in my pivot in, in just be laughing at me when I keep saying the word pivot because um, it kind of made me reevaluate where I was at that time and uh, consider what my options were. And uh, yeah, did I want to ever feel like I was redundant again? No. Um, so I effectively did what Ian pushed me in the right direction to do and made my own role. Um, but interesting, so thank you for uh, that. I knew I wanted to call that back out. I knew you probably wouldn't remember now. <laughs> but um, so where will we go next? Let me see. What is your plan, uh, do you think? Uh, and I'm, I'm sure we don't want rigid plans, don't get me wrong, but loosely, how do you think you're going to carve out a career path in this field from a human perspective and then developing yourself as a human from a learning and development point of view? Uh, so the plan would be to spend a few years, obviously in consulting and obviously with a group of highly intelligent people around me and net building a massive network of people in Accenture and in the clients I may get the opportunity to work with. So just learning from them. 
embracing all that they the knowledge that they're willing to to offer to help us develop as you know people new to the industry and i suppose i hopefully i'm looking to get into the life science division or high-tech industries which you know be relevant to my degree because i sort of know what the future technologies are in those industries and but also taking advantage of like the the business side and the the it side that Accenture seem to excel in so developing on those parts of my skill set as well and obviously given the time and the the financial capacity i'd like to pursue a a master's either in the in data science or after at least three years of experience minimum i'd like to consider whether doing an mba would be uh worth my time because just seeing on where my career is going in three years i can't plan three years ahead how um, good point so just take it day by day and perform as well as I can. So you're willing to kind of loosely base your expectations around where you want to be in a few years, but yeah, adapt and change as that. Yeah. I like, I think. Yeah. 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 Good. Excellent. So this is a really important one, especially at this kind of time of year that we're in and it's September, everybody's back to school. There's transition year students, fifth, sixth year students, because even students obviously, graduated so firstly any advice for for students in school maybe fifth sixth year or even school leavers at present kind of thinking about their their field of study whether they want to go to college at all because i know we discussed this in detail before how you'd kind of felt there's a huge gap between kind of leaving cert and, and college and i mean you had made a suggestion before that it's an idea maybe which would be for kind of companies to take students on in interns for a year or two in different roles so they can explore their options before they even decide on their college courses. So any advice in that regard for people? Well, I suppose when I was uh, leaving school, the way I would have looked at it was what, what subjects was I good at? I was good at maths, physics and chemistry. So I, evidently I had done sort of courses in TY and nanoscience, which, uh, that sort of persuaded me to go down that path of, you know, applying for a lot of physics and science courses and based on what I was good at. But I suppose looking back, what I probably could have done better would have been to look at where the jobs were then and where they were going in sort of the recent future, you know, and that by the time you graduate the next four years, I know it's very hard to predict what's going to happen, but just look at sort of uh, where the emerging jobs may be and, to be realistic, I suppose, about where you can see yourself developing a career that is aligned with sort of your own life goals. Like I would like work-life balance. I'd like to work in teams. I'd like to, you know, do technical work, but also create value for business uh, businesses. So seeing value in your work is a big thing, value uh, which uh, I suppose I mentioned earlier. Um, with research you may never achieve the results you want whereas if you're going to a business and you're you're focused on a developing a new product for a business or you know you have a clear clear goal i suppose great it's a great value for that business and um, i suppose that's that's another thing like because you need you need to be motivated in whatever career you're going into um 
That's a huge thing I saw because when and I coach, in it as yeah, well, so, yeah, yeah, values. If you if you if you know what your values are and what you believe in and how you can make a contribution, you're naturally going to be more confident mm. in what you're doing. I think that's something like a lot of companies, you know companies have to try, especially early career people in their early careers, you know, to to make them mm. to empower them to sort of feel a bit more confident in their roles by giving them challenging work and so they create value. But as for school leavers, yeah, definitely to look at where mm. the jobs are now and where they're, they're going uh, in the future and mm-hmm. um, because i sure dad always said to me become an investment banker but that was that was not oh, what i, finance. I to do at the time. Uh, that was, that was i see a lot of people in the finance industry who want to pivot well, out of the, the finance industry. reality is most of the jobs in in dublin anyway and, and that will you know provide a steady sort of mm-hmm. career mm-hmm. with you know good sort of what would you say? Well, they'll give you they'll give you financial security, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would be in, in finance. It just depends in, on the drive and the uh, motivator. Information technology, that's where the jobs really are at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the sciences, for me, I suppose it's it's the the pharma companies now in the top ten. I think are established in the world by revenue are established in Ireland. But uh, yeah, and then yeah. you have a handful of other technology companies like Intel and. Sit there. I know it's not Dublin, but just outside. Um, but uh, yeah, there's definitely, certainly, I've seen the majority of jobs going in the likes of your accountancies or the big IT companies like Google, uh, Facebook, and all them. That's where the graduate jobs are. So it, for school leavers, you know, looking even at those graveling sites, get an idea of where the jobs are. Are they of interest to you? Because a lot of people can pursue a, a degree and then not come out at the end of it and you don't want to feel like you haven't you've done four years not to push get a job that will help you to push your career on or people who come out of college and they're waiting for months to find a job and uh they just become disheartened then you know so i've seen it before but it's so. really important isn't it for people to acknowledge that even if they do decide that their field of study isn't for them in their in it in the career effectively that the skill set that they will have gained through their studies is always transferable um yeah, and yeah. once you can fill the gaps as well you like you've got to be prepared to yes continue a learning and development if you want to be filling gaps when you're going into a different industry which i know that's something you've been presently doing and will continue to do um but it's not to think of those four years as a waste, most importantly, because they're not, because there's so much learning in them as well. Because I don't think yeah, you would you have arrived where you are today. You get as much effort yeah. as you put in. Like, yeah. Of course, there's transferable skills, like this. Yeah. all the communication skills you develop through presentations. There's all the uh, sort of networking skills. Yeah. Important. So people yeah. get to know and put yourself out there in college. Uh, I suppose time management is the one people always go to. I know it's very simple, but... Just time get, management get, isn't simple. Getting assignments from outside. <laughs> a lot of people think it is. Organizational skills, organizing yourself around exams, you know, what you need to do, what you don't need to do. All those sort of skills are transferable. But for like going into technical industries, like uh, me going into, uh, if I was going to a pharma company, knowing, you know, different regulations around yeah. certain medications or stuff, or maybe in IT, knowing certain programming languages their syntaxes and all this different stuff that'd be important mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. those technical skills you can't fill the gap out right but you i suppose the skills you build up in your own course that would help you to do that would be um all that i've mentioned previously and also sort of setting goals for yourself um, 
I'm going to bring you back to something though, because um, I think just around the values piece, because I coached students for AIB there some years ago, and they were kind of fifth, sixth, fifth year, fourth and fifth year, transition year and fifth year students. And as you speak of there and kind of aligning your vision and your goals for your future career around what you value is really important because a lot of kids don't think about that value piece. Um, they kind of just think about, you know, what industries are up and coming and what trends are out there at the moment without doing proper research. But when you actually prompt people to create that space to ask them what do they really value and where do they feel they could fit in, you know, as a human and their skill set and what drives them effectively because, you know, it's, it's quite obvious with you that, you know, you need to be doing high value work where, you know, you're inspired and you need to feel like you're part of a team. But I don't think, you know, the kids nowadays get a chance to kind of explore those areas. And when they do, and um, I know just in a couple of students that I coached on that day, there were some significant aha moments. And hopefully now they're going on to make their, most of them could be going into college now. And whether they've made the right or wrong choice uh, is up, you know, they'll soon find out. But there's always learning in it, you know. So any advice then for moving on to recent graduates like yourself? Uh, they're stuck I'd in that stopgap. Definitely to explore uh, the likes of this websites like Gradlink uh, to look at what companies are out there that are actively recruiting graduates because it's much easier to go for the grad roles when everyone is the same position as yourself rather than mm-hmm. uh, you'll find a lot of roles advertised on job sites or on LinkedIn. Definitely also get onto LinkedIn. Uh, will always require a few years experience. So you want to be looking at the grad roles where everyone's on sort of they're in the same position in their careers um, yeah because then you have connection then don't you yeah you human relate, level you can relate, relate to people it's important to be uh, relatable then also to i suppose yeah definitely get on linkedin as well and yeah, we uh, did we did loads of great work on your linkedin profile yeah it's, it's pretty decent um what else Thanks, get, go to the grad link <laughs> events uh the grad link events like they hold in the, the grad fairs they have in each semester and like the RDS and mm. um, you can talk to people who actually work in the organizations then and get a feel for them uh, then when you're applying for roles obviously apply for a couple don't obviously say your heart and just one or two apply exactly. for a couple so you have a range of choices and um, also then when you're sort of considering whether to take a role or not contact people who work in the organization currently and if you feel that maybe that's a bit biased contact people who previously worked in the organizing organization and get their opinions on it uh, just to find out what life life's like working there and whether it aligns with um what you want to do and say big thing for me what is a great point continuous learning and development so by talking to people who will currently work in the center or previously worked there learned about a lot that they invest a lot in you to develop your skills so that was a big push for me and then the opportunity to probably go on further education afterwards is always there if you perform so uh that's a big thing to check whether uh, the culture in the organization and what they'll provide you with sort of aligns with your uh, what you desire to get out of it uh, then what else could i say uh obviously uh, take with a pinch of salt but sometimes glass door can be pretty useful to get a 
you know, briefly years from the company. Now it couldn't be very biased or uh, yeah, you've, but you yeah, you've got to, to trust your that. gut on that. Yeah, you have to be able to spot that, but like it can give you a good overview of uh, what to expect, um, and especially when preparing for interviews, sort of questions that are asked, and, uh, just getting in the right frame of mind. What was the? I, I also re- always prepare for interviews. I always do your research yeah. on the company. Oh Not yeah, walk in goes without saying. And wing it because uh, it really shows. But what was the most challenging question you had in any of your graduate role interviews? Uh, Does anything strike a chord with you that you could share? They were so varied. Like a lot of them are very, you know, by the book because they have a set list of questions to ask you. But like, I suppose one that stuck out was in the interview they asked me, uh, "Oh, our company's expanding now, and we can hire people from the likes of MIT and Harvard now in the states. And why should we? It makes it a bit more difficult for our Irish graduates to." uh secure roles with us but um uh what what makes you think that you'll be able to uh you deserve this role over someone like that and you know that sort of that sort of question so can you, you remember know, what you said piercing uh but, piercing oh i have to sell myself <laughs> uh, oh jesus i can't remember what, what i said at the time I, just, I had a good answer for it but i can't remember what i said cool. i have to think about it yeah, it's, it's important not to kind of, it's important, I think, when you're asked a question like that to kind of, you know, don't jump in and just connect with your head first, then your heart and kind of go, I, okay. I knew, I knew my value. I knew I'd done very well. Like, I've, I may not have the opportunities to go to MIT or however, but like, yeah. I've yeah. I've done fairly well in my own studies and always worked hard. And I think that can speak for itself over the sort of status of this other, you know, like these top universities, status can can only mean so much you know good you were grounded in your uh your knowing your worth and your value so moving on to us older folk who might be thinking you know about our careers negatively or positively or even thinking about changing industry or doing something really different um have you any advice for us as how we can think about our careers as a 22 year old because um I know you said something very valid to me a while ago um, and you were always kind of positioning yourself to when you were looking for roles and correct me if I'm wrong, that, you know, the values of the company and stuff would have to be sold to you effectively and it would have to sit with you. So how can we as maybe 30s, 40s think about our careers in a more positive way? frame of mind effectively or well, any advice give me advice give us all. well obviously as a 22 year old i'm not really concerned about pensions and all that but, uh, oh no yeah. we're not talking from a financial perspective but uh, just yeah. from a life yeah. outlook perspective and continuously look to keep on top of the emerging trends in your industry continuously look to keep educating yourself or the industry maybe that you want to change into yeah well. yeah or can keep educating yourself like don't on stagnate life. uh because at the end of the day it will keep you more interested in that's a really good point because i get a lot of people saying to me that they feel like their roles are gone stale and stagnant yeah like you want to be a bit challenged by your work at the end of the day you're you're doing it for most of your life you know or if you're looking to change industry you want to be a bit more confident about what you're going into so keep on top of emerging trends and keep educating yourself continuous learning and development the fact that we're going my generation apparently are going to change jobs (laughs) 
oh, more than yeah. any other generation definitely have to be open and flexible to learning new things and but obviously taking those transferable skills with you and then filling in the gaps brilliant so we're gonna finish up and i love this question because uh i do ask myself it a lot of the time as well uh and even people that i, I you know i speak to in a, in a capacity from even coaching and their careers because some people come to me and say they feel like they don't have a story or they don't have a career story or a career narrative and the really important thing is when you're building your career story is to start um with a really good narrative so start with the positives but always be thinking about your legacy as such and you know what you want people to think of you um when we're gone effectively <laughs> so that's negative well not as negative as it's doom and gloom as that stuff, but our legacy is our careers uh so what would you like your career story to be or how would you like to envision it as being told or your legacy as such your career just, legacy just as a, a hard worker and a good team player person who's given the opportunity to go into management who leads by example and um, uh, what else could I say? Building the person who could build good sort of relationships with clients, and you know, that's that's yeah, essentially a hard worker and good team player. I don't really. That's what I tried to do all my time during college, and try to do it uh, now again in my next grad role. So, why is that important to you? Hard worker because I am. I want people to know. You didn't even hesitate there. You didn't even I am, flinch. And I want people to know. It's so it's important for people to know to offer how value. good they are. Like I've said that. You want to feel valued. You didn't flinch. You're more confident if you feel valued. If people come to you for the answers, then you know you're doing something right. So it's simple as. So what does like, that give you in life? It just gives you more satisfaction. I can go have to do the job every day in my life. So, <laughs> Well, nearly every day. So you want to at least be good at it and be motivated by it. You're more motivated by it if people value you. You know, and you're actively giving interesting work to do. Like a lot of the time, some people who work with they're not being given interesting or challenging work. But you have to prove yourself first. You have to prove that you're good enough to do it, and you're given to do it on your own initiative. Yeah, you have to prove yourself first. So that's a really good. In what you do, that's a really good legacy, because there's a lot of values around that. Um, you know, respect, honesty, integrity, commitment, um loyalty loyalty to an employer as well when they give you those opportunities is really important like and reward as well um so that's been really interesting mm -hmm. it's pretty well how did you find you on that it's grand, yeah. Yeah. do you feel really like confident in your choice now because that's you've gone through all this and you we've actually created the space today for you to kind of go through those questions and we did kind of sit down and think about the questions before we kind of trash them out here um well not really i just we really, it's more off the cuff oh god call me out again <laughs> it's not really, uh... but it's your truth that's most important and it's how you feel and again that's something i advocate with people is their truth speak it and do what what works for them effectively uh thanks so much have you anything else you'd like to say no i'm pretty sure i've gone through everything there very detailed very analytical yeah yeah people know now where i get how, my uh, where i'm able to talk as well <laughs> able to talk thanks so much Jean. um we'll wrap it up there guys if you have any questions uh especially yeah if you have any uh kids who are in kind of 
school effectively at the moment and they're kind of thinking about where they're going and what they're doing feel free to to drop us any questions any graduates as well by all means if you have any questions drop us a line as well uh, can't guarantee we we won't have the answers but we certainly will maybe be able to point you in the right direction and uh, again as always anybody wants to get in touch with me uh next pivot cafe is the 13th of september 6 to 8 p.m in dublin city center spaces again are limited so please do contact me if you wish to secure one um and in the meantime have a wonderful wednesday and week ahead i'm going to talk to you all again soon take care